Merry Christmas. Welcome to this Christmas Day and this opportunity to reflect once again on the great news that comes to us from Bethlehem on this Christmas Day. And to prepare for such a thing, let us now listen to some beautiful music on this Christmas Day. pray. We are grateful, O Lord, that you have chosen to enter into the world and into our lives. And we pray, O God, on this holy day that we may open our hearts once again, that Jesus Christ might be born, and that we might welcome him, and that we might live the life he's called us to live. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Our scripture today comes in two stories from the New Testament. Two stories that allow us to reflect upon this deeper meaning that we know at Christmas time. 
The first comes from Luke chapter 2, the Christmas story. Hear the word of God. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased and when the angels went away from them into heaven the shepherds said to one another let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing which the Lord has made known to us and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger and when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. And Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Our second lesson comes from the first letter of John, the fourth chapter, beginning at the seventh verse. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is of God, and he who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his Son to be the worthy sacrifice for our sins. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess in Jesus as the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm not sure there's a greater gift I could give you on this Christmas day than these two lessons for the New Testament I just read. The first, the simple story of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem, a story we've heard a thousand times, and yet a story we never tire of hearing. The story of God come to earth, born among peasants in a somewhat compromised birthing environment. The announcement to the lowly shepherds, God with us. 
If God were to try to convince us that God is truly with us, he could not have picked a more lowly place to show up as if to say that God has no preconditions to be met for God's visit and stay. God needs no level of stars for the kind of dwelling where he will reside. No, no, no five stars for God. No, the humblest of dwellings will do. Frederick Buechner, one of my favorite Christian writers, puts it this way. Those who believe in God can never in a way be sure of him again. Once they've seen him in a stable, they can never be sure where he will appear or to what lengths he will go or to what ludicrous depths of self-humiliation he will descend in his wild pursuit of human beings. If holiness and the awful power and majesty of God were present in this least auspicious of all events, the birth of a peasant's child, well, then there is no place or time so lowly and earthbound, but that holiness can be present there too. End of quote. Christmas is God with us. If Christmas is God with us in a Bethlehem stable, well, then Christmas is God with us anywhere. No matter who, no matter what, no matter where. Why lies he in such mean estate? Asks the carol writer. He lies in the meanest of estates because there is nowhere God will not go to be with us. God with us. Three simple yet profound words. As simple as a baby born in a manger and as profound as that baby being the very God of heaven. God with us. Three simple and yet profound words, which leads to the second lesson, which contains another set of three words, no less simple and no less profound. God is love. God is with us and God is love. God is with us because God is love. You can't have one without the other. And God is love, and thus he can't help be with us. God loves us, whoever we are, wherever we are. Remember the story of the mother who had four children, and someone asked her which of her children did she love the most? And the mother said, well, I love them all the same. And the inquirer asked, oh, how can it be that you love them all the same? You can't love them all the same. Which one of them do you love the most? Oh, I love them all the same, she said. Oh, come on, come on. You have to love one the most. Which one do you love the most? The mother thought for a moment and then said, you know, you're right. I do love one the most. I told you, said the inquirer, I knew it. So which one of your children do you love the most? And she replied, the one I love most is the one who's in the most trouble. In this is love, the apostle writes, not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be the worthy sacrifice for our sins. We don't deserve this visit from God, do we? God does not come at our invitation. God invites himself in order to love us just as we are, just wherever we are, and in whatever condition he might find us. Richard Selzer, a plastic surgeon, tells the story of a patient whose surgery under his hand did not go as planned, the result being a nerve in her face mistakenly severed and her mouth unable to straighten. Selzer recounts the moment at her bedside along with her husband when he delivers the bad news. 
the young woman replies, so will my mouth always be like this? Yes, he says it will. It's because the nerve was cut. She nods and is silent. But then the young man, the husband, smiles. I like it, he says. I think it's kind of cute. And then Dr. Selzer notices the man bending to kiss her crooked mouth. And as he does, he can see the young man bend his lips to accommodate hers, just to show that their kiss still works. And maybe that's what Christmas is about. God is love, and therefore God is with us. Bending God's self into the very shape and form of us human beings to leave no doubt that our kiss still works. Merry Christmas. Let us pray. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us. Our Lord, Emmanuel. Amen.